This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues It happens every night Every night Every I night I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine Ah. Not. Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time Sing it. This highway Does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care Heading my way For another Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill here in rainy old southern Tennessee. Man, it's like uh, cats and dogs out there. Cats and dogs, they say. All the creeks, uh, creeks are rising, and uh, it's kept me in the dang garage all freaking weekend. I know that, but this is Low Budget Live, and this is the podcast for Monday, September 20th. You bunch of low lifers, you low life and son of a guns out there. And if you just tuned in for, to this, you just stumbled across it somehow for the first time, and you're like, What are low lifers? Well, that is what the listeners of this fine program. It's what they refer to themselves as. So you're a low lifer now, whether you love it, whether you hate it, you're a low lifer. Some of y'all are closet low lifers. You need to you need to come out the low life closet. You need to come and join the rest of us out here living that low life. I appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, you know, for the second week in a row, second week in a row, unfortunately, I have to start the show 
in a way that we should not have to start the show. Um, and we lost another one. We lost a, a really good man, another, another father, another grandfather, another husband, another brother, and Skeeter Fowler. Skeeter Fowler was a, was a professional angler in the National Professional Fishing League. If you've been around bass fishing, especially in the state of Texas or regionally out there, you've known Skeeter Fowler for a long time. He absolutely fished as many tournaments as anybody. Now, I've known Skeeter for, for quite a while now, and he was a good man. He was a good man, and he was on his way home from Lake Winnebago, stop number five on the MPFL. He left that event early. He wasn't feeling well. And he made it back to Arkansas. He called his wife, Amy. They ended up putting him in the hospital in Arkansas. I mean, excuse me, in Memphis. He never made it out. Never made it out. And he was 50 years old, man. And um, had COVID. Ended up being, you know, double pneumonia. Just just crazy. And I, I was keeping up with it the best I could every single day. And it was like most of the stories that you that you see. These days, it's just an up and down, up and down, up and down battle. And, and unfortunately, Skeeter lost that fight. He leaves behind a, an amazing woman, three sons, two grandchildren, and it's heartbreaking, man. It's heartbreaking. We, we, this, this, is, this is something we should never have to talk about, whether it's the fishing community, your, your, local, your local community, nationally, worldwide. We should not be having to talk about what we're talking about and it just seems to me that the answers to to not having to deal with this severity in this are very simple, guys. It seems like it to me, and I, I I'm not preaching to you, but it seems pretty damn simple at this point. I I just it it breaks my heart that I, I said that when I made a post. I, I recorded last week. I, I talked about Donnie O'Neill. And I asked you guys to pray for Skeeter. I knew he was in the hospital. And then I got a call. Literally, I had recorded on Sunday afternoon there. Wesley Strader, Brad Fuller from MPFL, calls me about 8 o'clock that night to tell me Skeeter had passed. Man, I just don't even know what to say at this point. I started to even record another podcast because I was so in the moment. But I, I don't know. And then couple that with this week, my, my dear friend, Justin Moon, got amazing news. I uh, got sent a video and I, and I won't share it publicly just because I feel like it's not my place. If he and his wife want to share it, they can. But he was moved into recovery. They're calling him the miracle. Eight weeks on a vent. And he goes down the hallway, and they literally, the hospital filmed this, and they played the Rocky theme music, and they all lined the hallways, nurses and doctors cheering for him. And, and in this video, if you ever watched this video, you would see how much hurt and pain and and death these these healthcare workers are experiencing right now and when they have a guy go to death's door and make it how excited they they are because there's just not a lot of it right now honestly like they that once they get to the point that Justin got to and and Donnie and Skeeter unfortunately lost their battles and Justin's 35 years old and I got another video of him yesterday as a matter of fact and he's having to learn to walk again this was a 35-year-old that played football at the University of Alabama. Very healthy. Big old boy. And he's having to, I mean, he's lost like 80 pounds. 
and he's having to learn everything again. He's having to learn everything again. And it's just amazing to see what this thing that so many people are like, well, it's the flu. Welcome to flu season. I mean, I've gotten comments like that on my stuff. And like, man, you can't disregard it. I understand that there are very mild cases. I had a tough case with it. I didn't end up in the hospital. And and I, and I know I've had people in my life that just, you know, it's like the sniffles. It is very odd what it does. There's no doubt about it. But I'm telling you right now, we've taken vaccines our whole freaking lives. When your baby's born, they give them vaccines. When the kids go to kindergarten, you give them vaccines. When the kid, we're all, we've all been doing this for so long. I understand these things were rushed out. But to me, the answer is pretty damn simple. Pretty damn simple. And I know people are going to get heated about it. I understand people get triggered by it. My God, I made a Skeeter Fowler post and Chris Zaldane posted on it. Get vaccinated, fishing folks. And people, there was one guy, he lost his mind. How dare you say get vaccinated? You got to make the choice for you and your family. You do what's best for you. Uh, but man, I'm just telling you, this, this, this shit is scary. It's terrifying me at this point. And uh, it's very real. And when you get a bad case of it, it ain't it's it's nothing to play around with, man. And so I feel like if if a vaccine helps me be able to somehow fight it or have less of a case, and I know people are like, man, vaccinated people test positive. Well, yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. But they're not dying at rapid rates. They're not having to be retrained to walk. They're not you know, exiting this world way too soon, way too soon. And unfortunately, this has been made political to the point that those are the hills that people are willing to die on. And it's crazy because if you're you're standing on it from a Republican or Democrat thing at this point, like if you're a Trump supporter, not a Biden supporter, Trump's vaccinated. Like he said, to get vaccinated. Like I, I just don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I get all the, I get all the, the not trusting what's going on. But man, there, there are just too many folks losing their lives. And, it, and I wasn't, I wasn't passionate enough about it, to be honest, until it really just hit home, man. And, and especially with, with losing Donnie and Skeeter and my friend Justin and, and so many more in my community, but. Just really, man, it just hit me between the eyes, and I just think that we all got to do what we we. This thing's not going anywhere. It is. It's mutating. It's you know, uh, and and I understand vaccines cause these variants, and this this variant thing is obviously if you draw the wrong hand with it, and you've got whatever it is, if it's blood types, if it's I I, I am a very uneducated person on all this, but I know that uh, I, I feel like the only fighting chance we got is to try to protect ourselves, you know, and hope for some kind of herd immunity or something down the road, man. I, I just, it's scary times, man, scary times. And and if you can look at this and, and, you know, or hear me say that and get mad enough to send messages or comments and, and like I've seen through all this, just don't waste your time. Just don't waste your time. Just don't listen anymore. Don't watch anymore. If you feel the need to be that negative when our fellow men and women of this country and and of the world are passing away from this, man, there's just a lot that it's just, you got to have some empathy right now. And, uh, man, I hope that we don't, uh, 
have to do any more podcasts like this as far as it pertains to the fishing industry, man. I, I'm just, you know, and I, I wondered uh, all week I've thought about what I would say and, and, um, I don't know. I just, it's, it's tough, man. It's been a long week thinking about that and thinking about the Fowler family, but thoughts and prayers to them. Take care of yourselves, people. Take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. There was something I was going to mention. You know, Skeeter, he was so passionate about fishing, about taking kids fishing. He ran a tournament trail where they actually took kids and introduced kids to bass fishing. But, uh, his family's something that I, I saw in his obituary that I thought I would pass along. If, if you would like to make a donation and, and, and if you knew of Skeeter, if you ever had a dealing with Skeeter at all, you know he was, a, he was a great guy. And if you'd like to do something in honor of the family or in honor of Skeeter's memory, uh, and this just speaks to the kind of person that he was, but they want you to make donations to the Down Syndrome Partnership of North Texas in his memory to honor his nephew who has Down Syndrome, Keaton. I will put a link in the description here. So if you if you want to, you know, say, hey, we lost a bass and brother, you want to do something like that so the family knows that the low lifers are thinking about them and praying for them. I, I think that would be really cool, and I'm going to do that myself. So uh, in Skeeter's memory there, Down Syndrome Partnership of North Texas. All right. It's, um, I don't know, it, man, I, like I said, it's hard to move on. I, I said that last week. It's hard to, you know, this silly, silly uh, bass fishing world, man, this, this, uh, this podcast stuff, it's it's crazy to, you know, to, to talk about what's going on just in the fishing world and, and in my life because I feel so insignificant right now, to be honest. But uh, it's a good outlet for me, and, you know, I want to I wanna honor these guys. So I feel like that Skeeter, I know he, he was a low-lifer. I know that he would uh, he'd want me up here running my mouth about bass fishing because I know he listened a lot, a lot to Low Budget Live. So... Uh, thoughts and prayers to his wife Amy and his sons and uh, man just uh, y'all keep that family those families Donnie O'Neill's family keep them in your prayers keep the MPFL family in your prayers man you know Brad Fuller Al McCullough Paul Benson Michelle Fuller these guys they they we are a family it's a tight-knit group and nobody you don't ever expect these things to happen and uh, and it's it's been a rough couple weeks you know for sure Um, got one event to go down at Grand Lake, we're going to head down there in about a week and uh, finish this tight AOI race off, and and I know it will be with heavy hearts, and, and it will be a very uh, a bittersweet event to end our inaugural season without those two guys. That's for sure, because they were a big part of our league. They were some of the first guys that signed up. They were super supportive in, in what we are trying to do there. And it, it will definitely be strange not having them at that event, making casts with all those guys, trying to make the championship and trying to win Angler of the Year. But uh, they will definitely be honored that week, and I'm looking forward to celebrating their lives at Grand Lake in Oklahoma. All right. Debbie Downer Luke. Debbie Downer Luke. Sorry, guys. It's just reality, man. Like, you can't be all bubbles and butterflies all the time, and that's that's the reality of it. And it's just it's very sad. It's very sad. Um very, very sad, but we're going to move on. We're going to move on to more fishing shenanigans here. I want to first, I want to thank our sponsors. I think it's crucial to do that each and every week to make this thing possible. Startron kicking ethanol in the teeth, in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, in your outboard engine, in your vehicle. 
Ethanol will gum up the works. It will mess you up, especially if your boat sits idle for longer than like three weeks. That ethanol can really start to become a problem. So anytime that that boat's going to sit and you're not going to be running, you better put you some Startron in the tank. I've had some of you reach out to me. Hey, man, are you running just normal 87 in that thing? Absolutely, because I'm not worried about it because of Startron. Get that ethanol free all you want. That's fine. You can pay more for it. I keep a bottle of this in the truck, dump it in there. You're good to go. Get you a big old bottle right here. Treats 256 gallons. Kick ethanol in the teeth. With Startron, we appreciate them bringing you low budget live. And the folks at Sims. Folks at Sims Clothing Products. Man, we're going to be using that Pro Dry this week as we prepare for the next Bassmaster Open down to Smith. And we'll try to spend some time down there this week, just a, a day or so. But it's like a 90,000% chance of rain every day. So we're going to be rocking that Pro Dry. The Pro Dry Sims making quality outdoor gear to keep you dry, to keep you warm, to keep you cool out there on the water, in the woods, whatever, whatever you want to do. And I'm here to remind all of you lowlifers, you get one life, fish it well. The fine folks at Pro Guide Batteries bringing you Low Budget Live this year for the first time. We got those Pro Guides in that Express X21, the new lithiums. They weigh like ridiculously light. You know, compared to their AGMs, which I've, you know, the AGMs were awesome. I ran the AGMs all year. Love the AGMs, but I've switched to the lithiums now. If you would like to try yours, <laughs> if you would like to try yours, if you'd like to try some for yourself, use code LBL10 at checkout over at ProGuyBatteries.com. Tell them we sent you. Tell them the low lifers are in full effect wanting to buy some of them batteries. Get over there, get them up. And last but not least, hang the banner, baby. Express Boats, the official boat of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus, that X21 with the C-Deck with the 250 Yamaha show. We've been, I mean, getting after it. I've been sinking me some brush. What? Been using it as a brush sinking boat. Leaves everywhere. Amazing. You come back, you spray that bad boy out, get the C-Deck, you hit it with a vacuum a couple times, and you're done. You're done. It's amazing, man. I would never do that. I would never do that in a boat with carpet. And uh, this boat is just, you can't beat it up any more than I beat it up. I'll just be honest. And I have put it through the paces this year. But Express Boats, building excitement since 1966. Go check an X21, an X19 out. You will not be disappointed. I can assure you of that. I've got a, a video coming very soon from having it out in the Gulf of Mexico. Gonna to want to check that out. So thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to the sponsors. They do make this possible each and every week, and uh, you know everything I do possible. So it's it's much appreciated. And try to support the people that support us and us being bass fishermen in the fishing industry. All right, then. Little cut out on the mic. Moving on. Congrats to old Eeyore. To old Eeyore, Michael Neal. Got him a W. Text our guest today real quick. Well, uh, right here. So Michael Neal, so many second places. One angler of the year this year over on the pro circuit. One of the hardest workers in bass fishing, man. Michael has been after it for a long time, even though if he's like, well, only caught 200 pounds today. 
I don't think I can catch him tomorrow. I can only say that because he's my buddy. <laughs> I like giving Mikey a hard time. But Michael has had, uh, man, I can't believe he hasn't won before now, to be honest. So to see him win in such dominating fashion up there, BPT St. Clair, top 10 was loaded. Got Andy Morgan in there, my buddy the W. After we had Wesley Strader on, he takes that low-budget look right in to winning his round and making the top 10. Coincidence? Most likely not. Andy Morgan was scheduled to film a Boats and Pros with me last week, which we did. Which we did right when he got home. Is it a coincidence that the goat did goat things because he was scheduled to do Boats and Pros? No. It wasn't. It wasn't. He took that LBL Boats and Pros look right to the top 10. (laughs) Oh, me. Uh, Andy... Was uh, dude flipping largemouth up there? It, it was a cool event. I didn't, unfortunately, I got to watch a little bit. I didn't get to watch just a just a ton of the uh, of the action. I had a just oh gosh balls to the wall week, but uh, had Tanner Lyons here filming some stuff and uh, taking some photos and some different things. And then we we wrapped up as the second. I literally Andy Morgan pulled in the driveway and then changed clothes and came and met us at the boat ramp for a boats and pros that will be coming out very soon and without a doubt was the coolest boat so thank you to andy for that because um he's one of my childhood fishing heroes i say that about a lot of these guys but andy is a guy that so many look up to but andy's a guy that i looked up to being in this region middle tennessee he's an eastern eastern tennessee guy but I'd run into him, you know, I was like 16, 17 at BFLs, Redmans, team terms, different things over time. And just always just, man, he was just like this to me. He was up here. And so for me to, you know, I got to know him over the years. And I got to know him even better when I was fishing FLW. And I kind of ran in that circle with him and the Terry Boltons and Wesley Straters of the world. And uh, just really, really good guys. Really good guys. And... Kind of, you know, I call him a friend now, and it's awesome. But I was just, you know, to be honest, man, just with everything going on in the world, you just think about. Yeah, I'm trying to be more appreciative and grateful. I've talked about that on here, but sitting there in this super cool boat, and I can't wait. I'm not even going to tell you guys what kind of boat it was because it was phenomenal. But just looking around, having him in the boat, him telling stories of how he got to where he got, it was it was a very very surreal moment for me, and and. Uh, can't wait for you guys to see it. So thanks to Andy and Missy Morgan. Missy let Andy come and do that <laughs> because he just got home and he uh, he come to, came to hang out with us uh, down there. One other quick thing before I, I roll into our guest here. Shout out to Mikey Balls. If y'all watch Mikey Balls, I ran into Mikey. I've uh, watched a lot of his YouTube stuff over the years, and I ran into him down on the Tennessee River with Tanner and uh, had an awesome conversation. I've never talked to Mikey. We've commented back and forth on on some stuff, but uh, shout out to Mikey down there grinding down on the Tennessee River, making some content. It was a, it was a very cool uh, conversation that I had with Mikey, very informative, and uh, he's a sharp dude out there making some good stuff, so make sure you're following Mikey Balls Fishing on YouTube because he, you know, super educational stuff, catches a lot of giants, and uh, Florida boy, but he's living up here in Huntsville, Alabama now. So um, I've seen his boat on the water. I've seen his truck at the ramp a few times, but we've never ran into each other. But going to try to get out and film some stuff soon. But uh, shout out, Mikey Balls Fishing. All right. All right. Stupid microphone. I don't know why it cuts in and out. Maybe because it's low budget. I don't know. It's not a low budget microphone, I'll be honest. Should not do that. But I think it's got a short in it. 
for real, the actual mic. I thought it was a cable, but I'm pretty sure it's a microphone. Pretty sure it's a mic. All right, today's guest. Today's guest is a guy that I've known for a while. He's a lot younger than I am in life, but I've known him, I feel like, forever, to be honest, uh, through through fishing and and working at TH Marine and, and through my friend Sam George. I kind of got to know this guy. I've came to respect him for not only his fishing abilities, but just uh, his work ethic. He really gets after it out there. He has a little over $400,000 in career earnings in his young career. He has two Bassmaster Classics, and he just wrapped up a top 10 in the Bass Pro Tour points. Ladies and gentlemen, from Tejas, Alton Jones Jr., What's up, Luke? What's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Man, I was just, uh, you know, making you look really good with an awesome intro. So when you go back and listen, just, just I've got a, I've got a Venmo uh, on my Instagram for a tip jar, a virtual tip jar. So just drop some cash in because you won plenty this year. Hey, uh, you know, if it's good enough, I might just have to, might just have to hit you up on that. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. If you need a hype man, I try to tell that to everybody, and then, uh, and and I know most guys are too busy to even go back and listen to the interviews they do, so I know they're not going to listen to what I said. But, uh, but yeah, man, I was just, I was, I was digging around like I always do before the shows, and and dude, I keep up with you as much as I do anybody, just because I know you. And uh, I've always been a fan since I met you, and, and uh, unfortunately, you run around with Sam George, and uh, that's kind of how I got to know you. But I always I keep know. up you with you. Be it. careful who you claim that around now. That that is true in North Alabama, especially. Man, you're liable to get some ex girlfriend's dad with a shotgun or something. You never know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you never know. He's a good old dude. Uh, Sammy's the best. But man, I I. I Truly, I, you guys were kind of battling through those opens together for so long, and then and then you won there in Shreveport, and you ended up making the Elite Series that year. You've gone on to make two classics. But I was looking this year, man, and top 10 in BPT points. You had a top 20 in BPT points last year. You barely missed Red Crest qualification that first year. Dude, I guess my question is this. Do you, because you've always been consistent. I feel like you've been super consistent everywhere you've been, whether it be bass or or on the Major League Fishing side. Do you feel like youth is on the side of the guys like the Wheelers, like you, like Jordan Lee, in this new format? Because I'm not, now, granted, I know you have spent your life chasing five bass mm-hmm. until this switch, mm-hmm. but do you feel mm-hmm. like that's an advantage for you guys? <clears throat> I definitely think it is. Um, you know, no matter what format you're fishing, just the way fishing is going with the technology and, and all that, and just the speed of the game has sped up, you know, when yes. it comes to, when it comes to just, just the practice aspect of it. Um, but to answer your question, yeah. In the, in the format that we fish where, where every fish counts, I, I think, and, and when you come down to the two days of practice time, which is, is in my opinion, nothing. <laughs> oh you know, yeah. On a lake like St. Clair. On the fly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly, and uh, I do think it definitely plays plays to the to the young man. And I mean, you can you can kind of see that um, when you go, when you go look at the standings. You know, your your Jacob Willers, Jordan Lee's, Lucas's, Canells, Michael Neal's. Um, those are those are the guys that have. I mean, just just lit it up. They just don't seem to miss. In, in the last two years, especially, man, they've really mm-hmm. those guys really. You know, and I, I consider Ott a young guy because he's younger than me. Every time I see like a happy birthday Ott post, I feel like Ott should be like fifty. 
And he's like, you know what I'm saying? Because he's I like, him, I told him the exact same thing. I met him for the first time at a, this is long before I fished. Uh, he was rooming with my dad and Andy Montgomery at the California Delta. I helped my dad drive out there. And, um, I think it was maybe Ott's first or second year on the elites. And I was sitting there talking to him. I said, oh, how old are you? He goes, 29 <laughs> and i'm like you said 39 no, no i'm 29 yeah and so you know i, I tell him he's he, he he may be 36 now but he's, he'll always be 45 or 50 to me well, dude, I, and i give him junior. yeah i give him a, a a hard time and he is an old soul but i guess that's just he has that veteran he's always carried himself like that mm-hmm. like a dude that you just wanted to sit in the corner and listen to him when he talked about whatever it is you know i've been at several events with Ott and had the pleasure of spending a lot of time with him like you have and, and he is that guy that's why it always cracks me up every time you know jenny or somebody be like wish i had happy birthday it's his 36 and i'm like he's still not older than me <laughs> I, I, I look at some of these guys and i'm just like i mean even jordan and wheeler and all these guys and i'm like they seem so much older than me because you know they were on the pro scene just a few years sooner and i'm like wait a second Jordan's only like six months older than me, and he's got two classics and three BPT wings. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? You know, I know I know you're joking, but does is that something? Because me personally in my life when I see people, that, this is just human nature. But you see people in that kind of same age range as you in whatever you're into and you're like dang man well they're here and is that something you think about that you're like that that bothers you in any kind of way you let it i mean it, it, it doesn't bother me but i mean i think it, i think it it just gives me a, a goal to shoot for i mean i definitely notice it you know yeah it would be, be crazy to say i don't um but you know it, it gives me something to strive for i mean never be complacent and uh you know Age is not really an excuse. You can't, you know, rookie mistakes aren't an excuse. And I, I mean, especially now I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm not a rookie anymore. And, um, you know, you look around and, and I am very, very proud of my accomplishments at this point and the consistency that I've, I've kind of developed. You but should be, man. That being, that being said, um, you know, seeing those guys and, and being friends with those guys makes, makes you want to be better. You know, it pushes you and, and kind of shows you what the possibilities are. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything, you know? No. And is, is that something that was going to be my next question as far as like changing tactics. So you're super consistent, top 10 in the points is, do you think you have to do something different to, to win on the Bass Pro Tour? Is it a, I mean, is it, or do you think it's just everything's got to fall in place on one of those final days? I mean, how, how does that, because it is, it is so foreign still, in this, you know, with the zeroed out weights and everything, you have you do have to approach it differently, obviously. And I do feel like Wheeler has figured out, I was talking with Andy Morgan about this. We were filming the deal this week, and he said his strategy is better than everybody's. He said he's, he's obviously an incredible angler, but his strategy for this format is just second to none. He said when you talk to him, it'll make your eyes cross. Do you yep. think, is there something you have to change to get over that hump, or, or do you think it'll just fall into place? Um, I do think I do think with time it'll fall into place. Now I'm not saying it'll fall into place the way Wheeler's has. Right. Um, well, yeah. But um, yeah, you know, I don't think anybody can expect that. But I, I do think um, I'm pretty happy with my decisions, especially this year that I made. Even in the tournaments where it didn't work out, I feel like I was I was doing the right things to win. Um, you know, um, and, and you know, I knew going into the final day at this last event on St. Clair that. You know, I told my wife and, and all my buddies that I talked to, I said, you know, I, I can win this thing if Michael Neal's fish aren't there or, you know, if they move or right. something. And, and, you know, his fish were there. But, um, 
to, I, I think in a way you have to, the stars have to line up a little bit and I just haven't had that happen yet. And but I think I, that's I'm happy with my, I'm happy with my decisions though. That's, that's the case in any, and we're, you know, I'm talking obviously just you're, you're fishing BPT more than anything now, obviously. So we're talking more of that, but I think it has to line up on any trail. I, I do. You know, you got to get the yeah. breaks. I mean, that that's that's a cliche saying, but you know, like I know, we we can all go back, especially if it's five fish format, and you can think about those one or two fish, those bites, mm-hmm. the, that fish mm-hmm. you had right there at your hand that got away, that fish that yeah. blew up on the top water and missed it, that puts you over the edge, whether it's a cut, whether it's a check, whether it's a top ten, whatever, or a win. So, I, dude, I, I think that that you are you're due. You you are due. You you are in that group with with those Lucases and and Jordans and those guys. Um, you know, do they pick on you for not having a BPT win yet? <laughs> no, not, no, not yet. But don't give them any ideas. I, Joe will give you some heat. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, they're 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 all awesome guys. No, oh, that's I mean, some. It's, it, it's really cool. Um, I mean. Cause I'm a huge fan of them as well. Of course, I mean, my yeah. Buddies, but um, you know, just to like over the past two years to, to to just garner a little respect. It's not that they didn't respect me before, but you know, just in the whole fishing community, it's something that's kind of cool. And not, I at this point, I really don't feel like I deserve any yet. So we're just going to keep working. Trying to get a little better Dude you got my respect You're out here filming With Bill Dance You and Bill Just shoulder to shoulder (laughs) Everywhere I look All over the internet I'm being just Thrown ads With Bill Dance And Little Out (laughs) Everywhere man That was cool by the way Yeah Yeah, dude That was was so I used to watch him My my roommates in college Thought I was Absolutely insane Because I'd get up at you know 8 a.m. and have a bowl of cereal and watch Bill dance while they were still sleeping in the bunk next to me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, this is just how I start my days. So, That's awesome, man. Um, it, was, it was cool to get to cool to get to you know I never really interacted. With, I'd taken a picture with him in a classic before, but yeah, never gotten to really spend time around him. And he's exactly what you see on TV. So uh, he he's a pro. How long did you guys film for? Was that like a week long shoot or a day or two uh, it, days? It was just it was a full day. Okay, you know, so I, I basically spent from about 7 a.m. till about 6 p.m. with him and um i i just hope i get to do it again it was, it was a really cool experience yeah i've i've been around bill on several occasions <laughs> at different things and he's uh he's something man did he give you any any advice or was there anything that you like grabbed from that day oh man um you know i i don't know if it was specifically advice he gave me i mean he was he was very complimentary and you know, one of the cool things is, you know, he, he gave me, he said, give me your phone. And he put his number in and said, dude, if you ever need anything or ever anything I can wow. help you out with, you know, and just like, just the authenticity, you know, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't need me. He don't, he doesn't, but the, you know, for him to extend a hand and, and just, yeah, just be willing to just, you know, Hey dude, anytime you need anything, call me. Yeah. Like pass and, it uh, on kind of deal. Yeah. 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 Dude, he was super, just super down to earth, super genuine. And he, he really, he loves people. He loves his fans. I mean, For we went to Subway sure. and of course you walk into Subway, dude, everybody's head turns. <laughs> Everybody knows who Bill Dance is. I don't care if you fish or not. Um, and you know, he just loves people and, and interacting with them. And it was just, just the way he treats people is really cool. That's probably the biggest thing I, I took away from it. Well, you know, I filmed this thing called Boats and Pros. So the thing that you need, you, he said, if you ever need anything, is you need him to film a Boats and Pros with Luke Duncan. So thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be my one favorite. That'll be your one get out of jail free car where Bill dances to hook me up. <laughs> 
I'm we'll that see, guy. We'll see how good that intro is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I make. I'll go back and re-record another one on top of that one after we hang <laughs> up. I'll, I don't ever edit anything, obviously, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to make this the best intro ever, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The greatest human that has ever walked the face of the earth. <laughs> man. Oh my gosh, that's awesome, man. Uh, that I actually do. I've got you know I've got a list like a dream list of boats and pros guests. And uh, and those that are just kind of like pipe dreams, and I do feel like Bill's one of those. And I and I've got connections to Bill where I think I can get the question asked, you know. Uh, but I, I, that would be very cool. Like a sit down with Bill um, would be very very cool, just to kind of talk old stories and stuff. That's that's what's so, so special about that series for me is is picking those guys' brains. And dude, you're a guy that you've got to do that your entire life, man. Like when I look back and I see the pictures of you and your dad with whether it's President Bush or like you you have had this life, man, that a lot of celebrities haven't got to live. Like, and I mean, you know, we we like to consider ourselves in the fishing industry. We, we You are a very popular guy. People know who you are. People know who your dad is, of course. They know, they know the bill dances. But dude, I'm talking about just outside of our little industry famous and you have lived this life where you were homeschooled you traveled with your mom and dad to these events and do you have one thing from your childhood traveling with bass being in that circus that chaos do you have a story that jumps out at you that's like your favorite like wow moment for you um you know i mean if, it has to be my dad winning the classic. Yeah. Um, back then, um, it was that was right about the time I was starting to fish my own tournaments, local events. I was 15 years old. Um, kind of when I was coming into the point of life where I was like, you know what? I'm not, I kind of I love I love fishing. I might actually be able to do this as a career. You know, I was always good at it because I did it a lot. But um, that's kind of around the time when I was like getting hungry for the tournament aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. And then I was allowed to practice with him back then. Um, so I was with him when he found those fish, when it's spitting snow on Hartwell, um, you know, just through the whole practice experience, like just the behind the scenes, knowing every little detail and, um, and watching his dream come true, you know, was, was something that I'll never forget. I mean, I got, I got goosebumps right now just talking about Dude, it. Dude, I do know? too. That, that's the, um, the practice. And I do remember hearing that practice tour. I think your dad might've told that on stage. I, that you yeah. that you were with him or, or in an article later but i do remember you guys yeah. being together when he found yeah. those fish on that on mm-hmm. that island um mm-hmm. that he ended up winning on but that's man that's awesome and and i absolutely had like nothing to do with the win itself yeah I feel a little bit of like a part of it of which course was just so so cool and um you know that if one story has to jump out it's that one right there you know there there's a million of them that that um that i could tell but a lot of the stories that i would tell come from that moment that makes okay. that's what made it a possibility you know the the going to the oval office getting official president <laughs> things like that would never have been possible if he doesn't win the class that's right um so you know you got to look at look at kind of where it all where it all started no no doubt man and that that's uh such a such a a crown jewel such a moment but your dad but up till that point you know the classic makes so many careers but but for your dad, I feel like it was a cherry on top. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. is that fair to say? Yeah, because no, your dad was sure. already I, Angler of the Year. He was like this dominant dude. He actually never won Angler of the Year before. I he thought he won second, Angler of the Year. Yeah, he finished second to Jay Yellis. That's and, right. Yeah, in 90. Came. That's right. It was 2003. Okay. My dates are all year. messed up. I thought, um, I for some reason, but, I thought he won that year. There, there was, there was a, there was about a seven or eight year span, really. If you look from like 2003 to 2000, always in the mix. He was there. Yeah, you know it's always I mean? in the mix. Like, yeah, always. It was like Kevin, Jeez. it was like Kevin Ski, and then just like the little dude in the shadow behind him, looking at him, but not a little too far away. It was always, you know, he was right there. I ne- um, I, dude, I, I never that never for, and that's so crazy because I feel like so many people think if you're just a just keep up with this, that he won one because he, mm-hmm. like you're saying, he was always there. He was always yeah. right there. Yeah. Wow. So that, yeah. uh, unbelievable, man. That's, uh, uh, and you, what, what, it's funny when you say looking at him because I always, your dad to me when I was a kid, especially, and it was cool to see him win heavy hitters this year, sight fishing, mm-hmm. because your dad yeah. was like the sight fishing dude to me when I was a kid, like reading articles about it, you know, it was either a yum dinger or sight fish <laughs> and a combination exactly, of both at exactly. times <laughs> Yeah, for your yeah. dad. Did, uh, did, is that something that you excel at or you try to do? Uh, cause you, you're like a swim bait dude. You do a lot of stuff like keeping up mm-hmm. with you on social media. You like to do a lot of stuff, but is there one strength that you picked up from your dad? Do you think? Yeah. I mean, spring early pre-spawn into spawn, you know, those first couple, the first couple phases of the spawn itself, um, which would be his strength, I think have carried over. They're probably what I'm best at. I do think I'm decently well-rounded, um, but that would, sight fishing in general, I just picked up a lot from him. And what's crazy is I consider myself to be pretty dang good at it. And like what would ta- a fish that would take me 30 minutes takes him five minutes. The dude just can read a bass like a book. That's crazy. Um, he, he's, he's really, really good at it. And I don't think he gets it. I mean, just from being in the boat with him and I've been in the boat with a lot of people, I mean, I don't think he gets enough credit for, for as good as he is at it, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm biased, of course, but I think I think he might be the best sight fisherman ever. That's awesome, man. Personally. And, and those are tricky. Those sight fish tournaments are tricky to win anyways, right? Like, so you, it comes yeah, down to boat absolutely. draw a lot of times and different things. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a ledge tournament in that mm-hmm. sense. But, I, yeah, I would put your dad on that Mount Rushmore sight fisherman for mm-hmm. sure, up there yeah. with the Guidos and the and the Shawls and the, mm-hmm. you know, and the pioneers of it, you know. Yeah. Uh, he made me buy a lot of, you know, white baits <laughs> when, I was, yeah. Uh, yeah. when i was a kid man i had yeah. uh I, I read a lot of uh out magazine articles to say the least but uh when you, it was it's interesting to me when you said when you were 15 you're fishing your own stuff and and your dad wins a classic and that kind of solidifies things for you to me when you're out there i mean i guess it could go either way it could be you know i i play me i've played music for years and i fish and my kids really they do a little bit of each but they don't they're not like as serious as i've ever been about either one of them right like they're they they love it um but it, and you always hope you hope that your kids find common ground with you you know as a as a father yeah. that's what you hope yeah. but when you said that that at 15 he wins a classic kind of solidifies was there ever a point where you weren't just hey I, tournaments or life because you were at those tournaments i mean was there a period where you were like man i, I want to be a doctor i mean you I know mean, what i mean I would, well i'll say this first i was never smart enough to want to be a doctor <laughs> but uh i 
you know, growing up as a kid, I, like anything else, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be a fire pilot because I love Top Gun. I want to be a pro baseball player because a buddy in town, one of my dad's buddies was, you know, I went through all the phases like a kid did. Um, but I, I think, I think once I, once I really, I, I said earlier, I always loved fishing. I was always good at it, but like whenever I got my taste of really just fishing, even, even jackpot tournaments, like the competition aspect of it is like what really just lights a fire under me, you know? And so it wasn't until I really got to fishing tournaments that it just like clicked. Like, this is what I love. This is what I want to do forever, you know? And so, and kind of got on your own, I would think like competing on your own. Yeah. 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 And I I was was very, very fortunate. I had a, I had a route, an inside track that a lot of people didn't have, you know, access to, the top of the line equipment at a very young age, which most people shouldn't have maybe. Um, yeah. and, and I, I, I mean, I, I had a, I had a silver spoon in that aspect for sure. Um, but you know, once I got out there and I was controlling the boat and making the decisions and competing, whether it be local stuff, fast champs, or, you know, even fast forward to college and open things like that. It just like every tournament I fish, it makes me hungrier for the next one, you know? Oh, that's you're obsessed, man. So that's the common theme yeah. on LBL with every angler that I talk to. You got you got to be obsessed. If you're not obsessed, yeah. then you're not going to make it. You're not going to survive mm-hmm. because you can't just be half ass at it for to to say the least. Uh, did mm-hmm. your dad ever? Uh, because he knew because it's it's not an easy life. It's just not. You you mm-hmm. grew up knowing that. You saw the the struggles. You saw the successes. You saw the in betweens. Uh, did he ever at any point go, Hey, maybe go. And I know you got an education. Did he ever say, go maybe check out some other stuff before you decide to go cast for bass? Yeah, he really did. I mean, he, he was a huge supporter of mine. Um, but he was also very, uh, he was a realist, you know, when talking to me about it, I mean, um, I had a boat through college and, and kind of my, kind of my deal was, Hey, if you go to college, go get a four year degree, you can have a boat as long as you keep your grades up. Um, but there was, there was like a fine balance there. I can remember my freshman year not having very good grades and the the boat gets threatened to be taken away. And then, (laughs) you know, uh, come to my sophomore year, my grades get really good, but I don't fish enough. And he's like, Hey, why do we have this other boat? If you're not going to use it, you're not going to grind to pursue your career. Wow. You know, so it was like, I mean, it was a, it was, it was, it was a back and forth, but he was, I mean, I, he's i've literally heard him told me and he said it out of love but like hey and i can remember this my sophomore year he's like i don't know like if you're not out there grinding like i don't know if you have what it takes to do this wow you know um but he he said it out of love and you know it pushed me me to be better and and um you know just to fall fall more in love with fishing um but he he was my biggest critique and, and biggest supporter at at the same time, you know, but, is he still now that your career is is budding into what it is? Is he still critical at times of like if you guys no. are shooting the breeze going down the road and you're like, yeah, I decided to go do this instead of this on the water? Do you guys have those conversations? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I don't know if I'd, I'd call it critical. He is, uh, you know, he he definitely knows that I, I'm my own angler now, and and that was one of the things I had to learn when I became a pro. Is like I couldn't be my dad. No, no doubt. You know, yes, tricky, you know, and, and just like just like. Just like I mean, anybody you know, Bobby Lane can't be Chris Lane, and vice versa. Matt Lee can't be Jordan Lee. I mean, you got to be your own angler. Um, I don't even remember the question, but we, he 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 doesn't he doesn't he doesn't dog on me too bad. Now I will say this: he doesn't listen to a word I say. 
That's a dad thing, man. That's a dad thing. When it comes to my advice, it doesn't matter how good of a year I've had and how bad a one he's had. Everything I tell him goes in one ear and out the other. He's like, listen. But, um, he's like, go in the garage and look at them plaques I got for them exactly, top 100. So they exactly. gave you a plaque for like 21st place. Bass yeah. used to give a plaque to everybody that showed up, I feel like. Top 50. If you got a check, you got a plaque. Go look at them plaques covering the garage, son, and don't call me back. That's hilarious. Because you're like, hey, man, what about this mag draft? What about this G crack? What about He's like, I don't know about any of that crap. He said, I'm going to go throw a rage dinger and a, 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 rage, a rage cutter worm and a young dinger, and I'm going to be good for the rest of the day. Is that, that's, his, uh, that's his deal right there, huh? Yeah, Pretty that's much. about it. That's, that's about so it. funny, but, man. But he, he, he is my biggest fan. And no, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't really critique me, but I, I do seek his advice on, on, a, on a lot of things throughout, um, whether it be fishing-related, sponsor-related. That's a big one because he's been – for He's sure through it all you know negotiations wise and um things like that so he very cool I, I seek his advice more than he tries to give it without me wanting it. <laughs> that's that i love i love that the, he doesn't listen to you though because i i have one of those dads <laughs> and i'm like hey man you should get some of these you should get some of these they're really working man get you a scope get you one of these like i ain't using that crap i've been using this three-quarter ounce spinnerbait since 1982 what what else do i need I got a perfect example for you, and this is this is just this will just sum it up. I mean, for the past, what's the king? I'll ask you right now. What's the king of the chatterbait? What's the best chatterbait out there? Uh, jackhammer for sure. Exactly. Okay. And so, for, you know, we've been throwing for how many years? I mean, yeah, four, five years. I don't know how long yeah. it's been out. And I've been telling him, I said, hey, you need to be throwing this chatterbait when you throw a chatterbait. No, I'll just throw the old school one. <laughs> you know, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry about me. And then, you know, I've been telling him this for three years, and then he has one call with Brent Chapman. After Brent Chapman has a great finish on Chatterbait, he'll be like, hey, I don't know, you, you sell the jacket? Do you sell the jacket? This is pretty good. I think this is the one we need to be throwing. I'm like, do you listen to a word I say? He's asking you for your tackle warehouse discount code. You're like, hey, get out of here. Yeah. Get your own jacket. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Stick to uh, your yum dingers. That's awesome, his, his, his old school tactics, they, they still catch playing back. Oh, there's he's, no he's, doubt he's about that. Here, so. That's awesome, man. That's that's too cool. I love those stories. That's uh, that's good stuff, man. Really good stuff. Well, what uh, what does twenty twenty two have in store for you? I know BPT uh, again, and then I'm hearing guys are going. There are going to be more guys fishing the pro circuit next year. I've heard some names. Are is that something you're looking at doing? I mean, I, I, I've looked at it. Um, it's a it's a really fine line, you know. Like this year, I have. I had Red Crest, seven Bass Pro Tour events, which that in itself is not very much. But then you add in, I've got four cup events between now and December. Oh, wow. And so I'm like, you add all that in, I'm just kind of like, it's a fine line. It's either like eight or nine tournaments or like 17 tournaments. It's a lot. You know, there's no happy medium. So I think for me, it's going to be the Bass Pro Tour. Um, I've got Red Crest and Heavy Hitters sewn up. Um, so, you know, that'll be nine events. And then if I want to fish any extras, it's going to be, you know, some Toyota series here around the house. We've got some on Raver next year, which, which I love that place. And so, um, take it easy and, um, hopefully, hopefully just focus on the past part tour and finishing a little better next year than we did this year. Well, if you, you, if you do, man, you're going to hold that AOI trophy and I, and I hope that, uh, <laughs> I hope we get to see that dude. I really do. That'd be awesome to see. 
somebody's gonna have to rip it out of Wheeler's cold dead hands. I, you know, I'm gonna give it up easy. I text him. I said, dude, you know, congratulations on just an amazing year. And I said, I'll be honest with you, I don't ever see it getting beaten. You know, getting getting uh, knocked off the mm-hmm. throne there as being one of the greatest years in bass fishing history, unless you do it. I mean, no offense yeah. to anybody else. It was just such a freak deal, just a crazy thing to watch. And then to, for Ott to be leading it though, going into that event, uh-huh. still mind blowing to me because I was like, how do these points work? Do I not know how these points? But but you look and Ott had made so many top tens and as well. And Wheeler had like one bad one for him. Um, yeah. You know, and and so they were right there neck and neck. But it, it's so super cool to see um, you mixing it up, dude, and being up there. And uh, I don't even care that Sam George introduced us. I, I'm pulling for you, and I, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your evening to do some LBL, yeah. man. Yeah, and hey, I got to just throw Sam George out there one time. He, I'm really pulling for him this year. He's had a pretty good start in the yeah, Open. Yeah, man. He's trying to make the elite, so I'm. That's what I'm gonna spend the off season doing. It's just. just Watching him on the leaderboard, hoping he's gonna, hoping he's gonna have his big breakthrough year. Yeah, I hope so, man. He's third in those points right now. I'm gonna be competing in the Smith tournament with him, and then I'm gonna be out there at Grand. And I've already told him at Grand, I'm like, look, because I don't care about Grand Lake, and I'm not trying to make the Elite Series. I'm not trying to do anything <laughs> like that. I told him I was like, dude, if I find anything worthwhile, you can have it out there. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, hey, that's all within the rules. If I can find anything that's uh, that's mm-hmm. worth a crap at a stingy Grand in October, you can have it. I uh, wasn't even going to go to that one, and and now I'm I'm thinking that uh, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to make my return to Grove, Oklahoma. I'm not looking forward to it. Though, I'll be honest. Any of you Grove fans out there, I'm sorry for saying that on LBL, but your lake sucks in October. Whole <laughs> fault. Those next three to have Smith Grand. Oh, Arnold, dude, man, that, that I'd rather go to the dentist. Yes. Yeah, I mean he's <laughs> no been. Offense, like, oh, I know. And I and I love Smith with my whole heart and soul, man. And it's uh, that time of year. What you're expecting, weight wise and everything. You look historically and from events I fished, and it's just not going to be fun. <laughs> it's not going to be a fun week. It's gonna it's gonna yeah, be an all grind to the Jesse Wiggins or, or his brother's fun. No, for sure. <laughs> Listen, I was on the phone with Jesse when they rescheduled us from April, and he goes, "Man, I hope that they uh, hope they schedule it for October." <laughs> <laughs> and they did And I was like Well yeah. damn it Here we go yeah. Uh, yeah. Not good man Well dude I, I appreciate you very much Thanks for uh, Thanks for coming on Thanks for telling those Awesome stories dude And uh, Have fun this fall Let's let's. If I get out your way I'll give you a shout I'll make you take me fishing Yeah I love it Thanks for having me on <laughs> Hey man I Appreciate it a lot no, dude No doubt Thank you right. We'll see you Alton Jones Jr. Ladies and gentlemen Right there been knowing it, man. He he's another one of those dudes. Like ah, you think about him being, uh, you think about him being a young man, but he's so wise beyond his years. Of course, he got a full blown education fishing with his dad. So cool. Been wanting to have him on for a while. Alton is one of those dudes too that in my in my criticisms of BPT and my criticisms of Major League Fishing at times, he's called me on it, but not in a in, not in a super confrontational way he has said hey man this is where i disagree and here's why he and i have had some very cool conversations on the phone through text different things and uh i respect him i respect him a lot and so i'm proud that he uh you know he gave us some time he gave us some time here i am even prouder that each and every one of you low lifers out there gives me the time of day every single week for dropping in here to Low Budget Live. Take care of yourselves out there. It's a crazy time like I opened the show with. It is uh, it is 
just unprecedented what we're living right now. And so take care of yourself. Love your brothers and sisters, your friends and neighbors out there because this life is a short one. That's a short one. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of you. Going to take you out with a little bit of Biloxi Blues. Little bit of Biloxi Blues. And I will see y'all next week. Make sure that you hug your mama. See y'all next time. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine The summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.